the only true currency in this bankrupt world is what you share with someone else when you're uncool. She said that every living creature on Earth dies alone. Hey. It's bad dog Hope is a good thing. Maybe the best of things. And no good thing ever dies. I'm not The more you know who you are and what you want, the less you know. Things upset you. I've had a rough year, Dad. You want an unwritten life? I want an unwritten life. I just don't know what I'm supposed to be. I think you just gotta find something you love to do and then do it for the rest of your life. Conversation anyway. Hello. Hello. Can you hear Star Wars? <laughs> I can. Sorry, turning that down. I was watching. Um, well, let me. My headphones are on backwards. What? Sorry. I was watching uh, Rogue One. Did I ever tell you I play stuff on my screen while we podcast? Uh, I know you played video games a time or two. Well, I only did that the one time, but you could hear me, so I never did it again. Um, <laughs> but because um, I don't want to like clack, click and clack it in the um, show. But yeah, so I put on something that's like visually interesting um, and just play it in the background. Half the time I don't watch the whole thing, but sometimes I, I look at it. But anyway, so I decided what better for uh, this conversation than a Star Wars movie. And I realized Rogue One is one I've been hearing a lot about recently, but not, but I haven't seen it in a while. Let's put it on. <laughs> The way you started that was like, I've heard a lot about it, but I haven't watched it yet. Like, that's not true. We saw it together. That would have been amazing. Um, but yeah, I don't remember when I actually watched it last. Maybe right when I got it on Blu-ray. I think I've watched a few minutes of it on Netflix, but it's been a while. So I just decided to put it on. How are you? <laughs> I'm all right. How are you? Yeah, I'm all right, too. <laughs> it's been a weird week. Yeah, and it's only Tuesday. Yeah, that's someone said that it feels like we've had like four weeks already in this week, and I agree. I, yeah, that that's pretty accurate for my week. Is so, it work stuff or other stuff? Uh, work, uh, mostly because I worked overtime on Saturday, so my week is almost non-existent. So that sucks, Tommy. I, my uncle, I know he he also did. He told me. Yeah. Where he worked like a bunch of he, – he said like six to six, like some crazy hours. Yeah, I did. I was not there that long. I was only there for like three or four hours. So, But still, it's that whole like go up there and you know be part of it. And then afterwards, I'm like, oh, I'm going to go home. And then I was like, oh, no, I have to go. Actually, it was kind of a nightmare. We were supposed to record, I think. No, no, we were supposed to record Friday night, uh, the other podcast, the X-Wing Files, and then Jacob uh, disappeared on us, so, um, but... Is he okay? Yeah, yeah, he just some stuff with his wife. I seem to have this habit of collecting, which I, I do it too, so I'm not blaming anybody else, of just collecting people in my life who, like, disappear at random moments, and I'm like, hello? <laughs> Is anybody there? So, um, and that's not a dig at you or anybody in particular, because everybody does it to me. But I'm I do it to other people too. So, um, <laughs> and everybody always is like, "Yeah, I'm sorry," just like me when I'm like, "Yeah, I'm sorry, I had this going on," and I kind of lost track of the conversation and blah 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 blah. But because I'm me, it feels a lot more like 
Oh no, like Eeyore-ish. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like very like, well, nobody really wants to talk to me anyway. Kind of crap. So, and I'm like, oh God, what are you doing? I don't remember where I was going with that story. But we ended up having to record Saturday. And I wasted my whole Friday night waiting around because I thought we were going to record. So I had to like cram all of this stuff into Saturday. I had to go to work, go get my hair cut. Go buy a new pair of shoes because mine were falling apart. Um, go grocery shopping, record the podcast, um, and like all these other like little things you do on the weekend, like clean up and you know crap like that. So by Sunday, I was just like, I'm gonna watch football and not do anything else. <laughs> was the um the one you recorded Saturday was that the Order sixty six episode? Uh, yeah. I liked it. Thought it was very good. So yeah, you couldn't tell that I was flustered at all, could you? No, I don't think so. Uh, I, 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 I think, was. <laughs> I realize that may have been a rhetorical question, but no, I don't think you sounded flustered. Uh, I, I was just—it was a very hectic day. So it was a night. Nice, it winds up being a nice stress relief. A lot like this. So. No, I agree. Katie uh, said to me at dinner tonight that um, she was glad we were doing this. It was very random. And I went, well, I guess not random because we were doing it tonight, but uh, they just kind of came out of nowhere. I said, uh, and she meant like the podcast in general. And I was like, well, why is that? Because I can't just let a nice statement be made. <laughs> um, and she said that basically she felt like it was good stress relief for me to just sort of decompress and not live in all of the other stuff. And I was like, well, we talk about all of the other stuff. And she goes, yeah, but it's different. And she's right. Yeah, it's weird. I Like, talking about it is dwelling on it, but it's also, like, letting it go, which is, I guess, what the fucking point of therapy is. So, yeah, this is cheaper. It, it is. It doesn't even cost us $2 a month. <laughs> cost me $3 a month. Just kidding. That's Not for else. this podcast. <laughs> I know. <laughs> And to be fair, you can get the other one absolutely free. You choose to pay. That sounds like a lot of work. I mean, yeah, you have to log into the server and download the episode. This way, at least, it's automatically delivered to your device. So. I mean, it works easier. Like, I don't have to, like, figure out how to play it on my phone without a stream. It's just easier. Plus, I like to support you guys. Yeah, we and we do appreciate that. Uh I, well, I definitely do because I'm paying for everything. So. <laughs> now I know how you felt. Those uh, other people are ingrates. They don't care. No, Jacob Jacob supports us through Patreon. Although I'm like, you know, you could just I give meant, me like I meant they don't care about. I meant they don't care about me. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So. I'm just kidding. Everyone's very nice to me. Mm. Anyway, yeah. So my week's been crummy. <laughs> Well, no, so that's only Saturday and Sunday. What's the rest of the week? Has the week just been weird because of all of the busyness this weekend? Um, so part of me going into work overtime Saturday was one of the guys in my group was going to be out of town. So I was doing his job. So somebody else was going to do my job this week, which is okay. stressful for me because I'm like, this, this person's going to screw it up. It doesn't matter what they're doing. I know they're going to screw it up. And I'm going to feel responsible because I am the way I am. So not only am I now responsible for this other guy's stuff because he's on vacation, I also feel responsible for all the things I usually do. So I feel like I'm doing double the work when in actuality, I'm not doing double the work. I'm just stressing about double the work. 
So it would even it would probably be better if I was actually doing double the work because I wouldn't get so stressed about it. Yeah, but that's not you. Um, um, so yeah, that that's kind of the long and short of it. And this dude works six thirty to four thirty, so I begin there at like six fifteen. Well, which it's only oh. Tuesday, but six fifteen, which means I leave the house at five forty five. And me being me, like, he's always like, peace out at 4.30. Me being me, like, 5 o'clock, I'm still there. And my boss is like, didn't you come in at 6.30? I'm like, yeah. He's like, go home. I'm like, yeah, I know, but I got to finish this. It's like, no, go home. Do you get overtime? Um, Not during the week. If I work on the weekends, I get paid overtime. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So, and yeah, I work at overtime this weekend, so. Stop that. Um, it's extra money. So, and I'm I'm trying to get an apartment <laughs> close by. So I just to be clear, you're talking about it being like 1 mile from where you currently work? Yeah, that one got rented. Oh, okay. Like immediately got rented. I was so bummed out today. Mm. So, I was like, "Well, that sucks. It's a pipe dream, but whatever. I'll find another place." So, I'll look in Dalton. But you're taking it seriously. Like, you're really, really doing it. Yeah. I mean, I, I was living on my own a year ago. So. Oh, no, I know. But I, like, I didn't know how long, long this would last. So I didn't know if, like, this was just sort of you were thinking about it or what. But it sounds serious. Did you get kicked out? You can be honest. No. Okay. Uh, no, they, they definitely need me through the end of this month. Because they're going to, I'm going to say Europe, because I don't remember where they're going, and it's on that side of the world. So, um, they're yeah, going funny. I saw it, but I don't remember where. I saw her post on Facebook about it. But yeah, I got you. And so I have to watch the pets for the 10 days they're not going to be here. So they need me at least that long. So. But hopefully sometime in October, I will have another place of my own. So, gotcha. Um, well, that's cool. Well, that's exciting. Then I can give you your poster. Yeah, I'll have a place to put it. Yeah, I'll get it framed. That'll be your housewarming gift. Well, that'll be fun. The Infinity Gauntlet is sitting. I was gonna take it to work, and then I freaked out and was like, "Somebody's gonna steal this." So now it's sitting on my uh, uh, like end table, like by mm -hmm. the bed. So mm -hmm. I just see it every day when I wake up and it's cool. Oh, it's awesome. Uh, I have That's to get cool. another battery for it. Do you leave it like turned on all the time? Um, no, I turned it on like right when I opened it and like five minutes later, the battery was dead. Ah, uh, cheap battery from hot toys. Yeah. Well, you know, could have been just like, cause well, cause you remember like the box was like the glue was melted. But yeah. The heat so, could have, like, yeah, killed the battery. So I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, I wasn't stressing about it. I just every time I go out to like Walmart or somewhere, I completely forget. And I come back, I'm like, damn it, man! I want a battery so I can light it up. Oh well. So what have you been doing? <laughs> what have I been doing? What day is it? <laughs> um, um, what have I been doing? Um, working on Ezra's sleep. Which has been fun. 
he got a new bed. Is that right? He did for his um, for his birthday. His birthday's next weekend, and so his uh, some family members kind of we kind of passed the hat around, and some family members donated, and we got him a twin bed. His, his new big boy bed. He was he graduated past the crib because he was too long for it. Not yet three, too long for a crib. And we put him on our guest bedroom mattress, but on the floor in his room. So he was still in his room. But that's not like a bed, and he's not used to it. So it was causing, in the middle of the night when he would wake up, a little more chaos because he's like, "Ooh, this is fun," and he like it just wasn't a bed. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, and it's so like, we oh, wanted to get a him trampoline. a trampoline. Yep. Exactly. And so, um, so we got him a bed that we let him, he saw a few months ago at IKEA. Um, so we we went and got that, or Katie went and got that with her friend uh, Courtney yesterday, and they drove down. So I worked all day and then came home and built that thing for three hours. Um, and Ezra was kind of, he was so excited that he wasn't listening very well. He's usually pretty good, but he really was being defiant because he was, he learned how to say Ezra, Ezra's very own bed, but it's as, as because he says Ezra's instead of Ezra's, Ezra's very own bed. So as, as his very own bed. And so he's just going around excited saying all of that and we got him out of the bath and he's just running around the house naked going as his very own bed as his very own bed <laughs> and so by the time he finally went to sleep i felt like someone hit me with a truck yeah. um but that had been like three days of him getting up like all night long not sleeping well and yeah. so it was just like i need to just die and i think i went to bed before nine last night i went to bed extremely early last night <laughs> uh still don't so, think, i don't think i went to bed till close to 11 so and then Oof. got up at 5 30 so my stupid dog dogs three o'clock in the morning i start hearing this noise and you're gonna recognize it it's like this eh, eh, eh. and that's aria my littlest dog smallest dog correct i'm tired of punch drunk um crying because she wanted to be petted at 3 30 in the morning yeah she's a selfish little witch so we're um, so we're now training them back on the crates pretty heavily, and so there's they should be if we can get Ezra solved this week. Next week we're going to get the dogs back in heavy rotation in the crates, and I'm just effing over it. <laughs> Everybody is sleeping somewhere that isn't in my bed. There was a moment when last night I was like, Katie is not waking up for this. I'm just going to go sleep in the basement. Like it was very brief, and I've been it past. But I was just like, I cannot take it anymore. But it's okay. That couch is really comfortable. Even I'm laying, though it is in your murder basement. <laughs> I'm laying down on it currently podcasting. Yeah. It's great. Yep, I'm going to find you another couch for your basement so that I can have that couch. It's <laughs> fine with me. Give me one with at least one reclining seat. That's what I'd really love down here. Ooh, so I could yeah. be facing the screen, but then reclining. Yeah. That'd be fantastic. So all I need is one of them. Doesn't have to be the full set. Just one of the seats needs to recline, and you can have this. We'll trade. Sounds like a plan. I like it. Big Lot sells them pretty cheap. Just letting you know. Not that I've looked. <laughs> um, let's see what else. So you always ask me what I've been watching. So I'm getting in front of your question. How about that? <laughs> um, football. <laughs> Nothing so, you care about. Uh, but it. Um, sorry, I'm allergic to boring things. Um, it's not boring. 
I know it's not boring. I just don't care anymore. It's it's very weird that there was a time in my life where I was positive my first tattoo would be a Falcons logo. And this was a time when I was old enough to get a tattoo. So it wasn't like when I was five. Like I used to really passionately care about Falcons football and about football in general. Never college football. Um, and now the amount that I don't care sometimes startles me. <laughs> like I'm like, what happened to me? And it was like prior to Katie, it wasn't like I got married and my wife hated football. I just like, I don't know, man. I don't know what happened. I'm waiting for that that switch to flip in my brain and it just it won't happen no matter how frustrated and disappointed i get it just doesn't happen so the only time i don't care about football is when there's like a legitimate crisis going on like last year when ryan was in the hospital but even then i sat up in the hospital like hoping he would wake up in the waiting room watching football <laughs> uh, <laughs> So as if somehow they, if they won, he would wake up, you know? Yeah. And it didn't happen. <laughs> the Falcons lost and he was still in a coma. Then the Bulldogs lost and he was still in a coma. And when he woke up, I told him, I'm glad you were in a coma for all that because it probably would have given you a heart attack. So. <laughs> well, I've only watched two movies since we last talked. Um, I watched one I texted you about, Pete's Dragon, the 2016 yes remake and a boy howdy <laughs> it is really good like it is ex uh, it is extremely good um the the soundtrack and the score are amazing everyone in it is great it's very sincere but it's not like it's so there's this new thing i've talked about on this podcast that that this term nice core where it's like very nice movies and it's borderline that but there's enough peril and people there's a couple people who have bad intentions who don't necessarily learn from those intentions. Um, and so I don't think it's like nice core level of nice, but it is like, it is awesome. Ezra really loves it. It's very like low key, even though there's a flying dragon, um, except for a couple of moments of kind of intensity. But it is just really, really good. Um, and I really recommend it. David Lowry, the director I like a lot, and his, his new film, uh, The Old Man and the Gun, stars robert redford and that's coming out soon it's supposed to be redford's last film he says um and uh, this he's also redford's in this in a small part and he's great um and i just it's on netflix uh in the u.s hey marie and um it's just fantastic and i really recommend it especially for families because i've been wanting to see it because of david lowry whose work i've enjoyed um but i, I use kind of ezra as the excuse to finally check it out and he loves green dragon <laughs> that's awesome i i hope that by the time we get to like early next year he's into all of that and we can go see and he's not terrified of me and we can go see how to train your dragon three so he's getting much better at people he hasn't seen in a while he saw tommy recently and did not have a panic attack so <laughs> That's not a literal statement. My child doesn't have panic attacks, but, um, but yeah, he's he's doing better. So, we're getting there. Um, I also watched a uh, David Lynch movie that I had not seen yet in my quest, my accidental quest to watch all of his movies this year, um, called The Straight Story, which is his. I don't know if you know about this thing, but David Lynch, you know, the creator of Twin Peaks, the mastermind behind Mulholland Drive, made a G-rated 
Disney movie based on a true story called The Straight Story. <laughs> Have you heard of this thing? No. Um, so in 1999, so this is my belief is it's right before he made Mulholland Drive. It's like the thing he made prior to Mulholland Drive. Um, he makes this movie where uh, it's the story of a man uh, whose name I think is Richard Strait. What's his name? Alvin Strait, um, who is in his 70s. Uh, he lives in Iowa. Iowa with his daughter, played by Sissy Spacek, who's also in The Old Man and the Gun. So I think I was just getting prepped to watch that movie in the next few weeks. Um, but who is um, – uh, she has a some sort of – I think it's some sort of autism, but she's um, – or some sort of cognitive or verbal issue. And there's just sort of this the father and daughter who live together in their adulthood, um, and he finds out that his brother uh, had a massive – stroke um and his brother lives two states away and alvin and his daughter have no real money like they they live and they're fine but they're just they're poor and and so he uh fixes up his riding lawnmower and hitches a trailer to it that he can sleep in and it has like some coolers of hot dogs over ice and um goes on a six-week road trip from iowa to wisconsin to visit his brother with the stroke and the movie is essentially his road trip um, and it is, it's like David Lynch is making a joke with that title. Cause it's like the straightest movie. Like it's not surreal. It's not crazy. It feels like a David Lynch movie, which is odd. Um, but it's a totally G rated, fantastic masterpiece of an American movie. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm looking at, I haven't heard it, heard of it, but, uh, it was Richard Farnsworth's last film. Um, Okay. So it, that's the old the old man. Um, he was yep. in Misery. Uh, he was in uh, he was in The Natural. Um, Gone with the Wind. It says. Yeah, he was uh, he was a stunt man who who became an actor and like uh, mm -hmm. more a character actor. So he didn't really get a lot of starring stuff. So it's interesting that he gets to end his career. Uh, in a David starring in a David Lynch movie. And he's fantastic. He's so good. It's such a, it's a role that could fall into caricature at any moment. Um, so like Kate, cause Katie watched it with me and she was talking afterwards about like her dad, um, is, is this kind of a guy? He's just like sort of a, he works on tractors himself and, you know, does fixes the, the hole in his roof himself and he's sort of like that kind of guy kind of like grumpy if you try to tell him how to fix stuff in his house and he uh he like sits on his riding lawnmower and smokes swisher sweets on unironically <laughs> and like and so katie like really related to him on that level but it could have at any point with all these little quirks of him and, and what he's doing become like a a Jim Jarmusch movie where he's always slightly making fun of the people he's lovingly betray portraying and and it just never does it it's really bizarre and um the it's got a and I, and I would say I wouldn't look too much further at the cast cuz I didn't know this but it's got a fantastic cameo at the very end of the movie which is very small very brief uh and a final shot that just gave me chills like genuine it's been a long time since I've had like chills because of something a movie did visually. Um, it, it, I mean, five out of five stars on Letterboxd. I freaking love this movie. Yeah, I I really want to see it now, if only to see this dude who I've only ever seen in bit parts and knew was a stuntman 
Like, I mean, like, his career, like, his first movie was The March Brothers, A Day at the Races. Like, the, he did stunts for that movie. And worked on, like, like you said, Gone with the Wind, The Grapes of Wrath. Like, classic Hollywood movies. And TV shows, too. A lot of westerns, of course. But, uh, but yeah, like, yeah, I pe- only ever know him from, like, bit parts. So... I mean, I'd, I think that I think you'd really like it. It's it's not on the fast side, but it's so engaging because the only reason it's going slow is because he's literally in a slow, tra- you know, lawnmower driving across country, you know. So it's not that the movie is slow. It's just that like everything he does is slow. He has to. Um, so he has to early on. You find out he needs to be he needs to have a walker or a hip replacement and he ref- he can't afford and will not do surgery and he refuses to be seen in a walker. So instead he walks around with two canes because <laughs> but you know those kind of people right like you yeah. know like I think I have them in my family. I'm positive you have them in yours um, and it's just like it's that kind of guy and he's so much pride. He's also so smart that you're like, come on, you know, um, and his daughter or Sissy Spacek is so good um, in a role that when it starts, it feels like it's going to be like intense, like Nell kind of stuff. And it's not that it's just really heartfelt. I feel like it's David Lynch at his most, you know, heart on his sleeve. Um, and I think it's his most um it's definitely his most accessible film and all the points he's making, which I think he does make um, some sort of cosmic bigger p- points about the nature of life and stuff. But he does it in such a I mean, straight way that it's it's so engaging. I just really, really recommend it. And I don't think people ever talk about it. Um, I've been watching David Lynch movies this year simply because of how much people talk about David Lynch. And uh, I've only heard this movie mentioned once offhandedly in conversation ever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, sorry. Is it, is it streaming? No, is it streaming I, rent, I rented it. I rented it on Amazon. Okay. Um, so I couldn't find it free anywhere, and uh, the DVD was nine ninety nine, and so I almost did that, but I just I opted for like the three ninety nine HD rental. So, uh, but it looks uh, good. It's a good. It's a good copy. Apparently, I'm trying to. I'm scrolling through the stupid award things because it says Oscar nominee for something, and I'm trying to see who got nominated. But holy crap! IMD makes this IMDb makes this really difficult. Best actor in a leading role nominee for uh, Farnsworth. How so, do people not talk about this movie more? It's so good. <laughs> I'm just bad. Is uh, well, I don't know if it's still true. The oldest ever nominee for best actor. So I mean, I, I, I it's incredible. I just I'm I'm very blown away that it's was this mysterious little thing. I told Katie when we started, I was like, I have no idea what this guy's gonna be like. You may hate it. It may get really weird, uh, and it's just totally charming. Yeah, I I really have to see this now. So, um, but yeah, it's, so I, so I watched those two movies and I finished BoJack uh, finally. So I'm totally up to date, ready for the new season. So you texted me. Bojack Horseman might be the greatest television show of all time. I, as of right now, it's in the top ten, no question. Um, I think it's so good. It's bizarre. I hate horse heads. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I, I went into the show not 
like actively going like I'm not gonna like this I'm definitely not gonna like this and even like three episodes in I was like yeah there's some funny stuff but it's mostly just mean and I don't love mean humor um, if people aren't kind of in on the joke it's it's just I don't know something about it bothers me mm -hmm. um, and then the further it went along and like started deconstructing what causes all of this I was just like holy shit this is genius like just absolutely genius so here's my sort of heavy-handed very like I won't talk on it all like I did about the last movie but my heavy-handed thought on it is it reminds me of a show that I don't think you finished and I know you weren't hugely a fan of uh, the leftovers which is such a fantastic show and sticks the landing on its entire arc of what it was trying to do. Um, but that show is about the human condition. I think the human condition is all about like trying to recognize what you are and figuring that out and hopefully evolving. And the show literally does that. I think Bojack does the same thing. And season one, it's this mean biting satire of Hollywood, but it also figures out with time that it's also this examination of the human condition and then the show then evolves with that idea and becomes bigger than what it started as, not in some epic scope, and actually just just doubling down on the humanity of these animal people. <laughs> and it's so good, man. It's so good. And it's funny. And I genuinely laugh out loud almost once an episode. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And even when it's frustrating, the payoff, like the episode of Ruin for you, the payoff is so good even with the frustration that in hindsight you're just like ah oh, shit man like, that was genius <laughs> mm -hmm. no i agree i mean my there's there's just, you know very meta jokes that are land so well like the moment where uh bojack is yelling at princess caroline about the mystery script and he's going you know I really always hate it when all of a sudden at the very end of the story, the, the, you know, the detective figures out the one clue that he's had all along and he just goes back and recontextualizes everything. And then, of course, that immediately happens to Bojack. Yep. And, <laughs> and like, like stuff like that is very fun. But then it's not just that kind of humor, which I think is sort of like community style humor. Um, so it's got that stuff, but then it's got very like philosophical stuff. It's even got these great jokes. It's just alliteration jokes. They just crack me up. Um, and so I just, uh, I, man, it's just wonderful. It's so smart and so funny and also enjoy, but it's all the good stuff and fun at the same time. Because sometimes art can be a task. And I think this is very much art, but it's like the most like engaging, fun kind of version of televised art. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. And I, I know I couldn't make it past like two episodes of Rick and Morty, but I think all of the people that will not shut the hell up about how great Rick and Morty is need to just be tied to a chair clockwork orange style and forced to watch BoJack Horseman. My thing is I disliked the first episode so much that now the more I hear people talk about Rick and Morty, the less of a chance I'll ever give it because I'm so tired of hearing the words pickle Rick. I don't care don't care so I, I and it probably does evolve into something better but what i watched of it i was like okay this is like family guy a reference is not a joke like referencing something is not a joke it, it's just a reference 
and you're going, you're connecting with it because, like, oh, they reference Back to the Future or whatever, and and so that connects you with it. I, I don't have that thing that does that. Yeah. So, like, when shows do that, it actively turns me off. I despise the last seasons of Futurama for that reason. It just became this, like, oh, we're going to make an episode that's like Scooby-Doo, or we're going to make an episode that's like this. And I'm like, what the hell happened to these characters? Like, you ran out of stories to tell, so you just started, like, actively, you know, cribbing stuff from other people, you know, not even disguising it as an influence. You're just like, oh, no, we made a Scooby-Doo episode. Like, this is ridiculous, and it's not funny. So, maybe it gets better, so if you're a Rick and Morty fan, I apologize I, to each his own, but I'm not going to watch the show, so stop telling me about it. Steven Universe is still wonderful. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. So, you were talking about Sissy Spacek and yes. uh, how great she is. Um, so, she's uh, getting on up there and apparently still effing phenomenal because she's in castle rock yes yes and there is there's an episode recently strictly about her she has alzheimer's and it basically takes you through her day really having alzheimer's and how that can feel without feeling like it's being melodramatic like she'll see something and suddenly she steps into um this memory of you know something she had like some something with her kid or with her husband or whatever and then she's in the scene watching it and living it at the same time and but the show's so weird that you like at some point you're like wait is she actually time traveling like because it has that weirdness to it um they don't ever say she's time traveling so i don't think that that's what it's supposed to be but it's just weird enough that like kind of like lost where you're like wait are they traveling in time what the hell is going on here so uh, the show is really good the last two episodes have been two of the best episodes of television I've seen in definitely since the end of Legion, but they're up there with some of the best stuff in Legion. Um, there was a reveal in the last episode that was very, do you remember the end of season one of fringe mm -hmm. where he goes to the grave and you're like, wait, what the hell is going on? Yes. It's very much like that, where you're just like, wait, what? Like, it recontextualizes everything you just watched. And actually, I don't even know if that was the finale. It might have been this, the finale, because I think it's only 10 episodes, and that was either 9 or 10. So, uh, yeah, it, it's you, you've got to dive into it once it's complete, because I think... You would really love it. I mean, it's it's co-created by your your boy Uncle JJ. So you know, you get you you got to get into it. I think I, my 
my watching goal is I have eight episodes left of the revival season of Twin Peaks, um, which I just I got to. An, so I'm like a year behind on this thing, but I got to an episode that everyone Twitter sort of exploded when this episode happened last summer. Um, and it's the midway point. It's episode eight of the revival season. And I watched it a few days ago, and I think it like broke something inside of me, um, and probably a good way. Um, and I just haven't been able to get to the next episode yet because I'm so like mind boggled by how weird and great that episode of television was. Um, it is the weirdest thing I've ever seen on television. Period. Full stop. Um, and but in a good way. And uh, and so I got to finish that. So I want to finish it. And I have like four episodes of this show, Space 1999, that I've been working on for over a year. Today marks a year since I started it um, that I've got to finish so I can give the Blu-rays back to my boss because he keeps asking me about it. Not getting the <laughs> Blu-rays back. He just wants me to finish the show. So I'm going to I'm going to my goal is next two weeks, finish both of those so that I can move on to something else because they're both 60 minute long episodes, heavy and dense with stuff. And I don't ever want to like binge them, so I want to get them done with so I can jump into other stuff. Yeah, that's the goal. But then I watch like four French movies over the next two days. <sighs> that'll be that. Um, what else did I watch? I'll watch all of Iron Fist uh, season two. You said it was good, but not great. Is that what you said? Yeah. It well, comparatively, so mm. it's almost like eating mcdonald's and then going to applebee's and you're like no applebee's is good it's just not great like nah probably not really <laughs> so <laughs> you know it's just better than mcdonald's um so yeah better than season one for sure uh i the biggest downfall of the show is i legitimately do not give a shit about a single one of these characters at all like, not even... I, I was on the... Uh, well, you haven't watched any of it. Uh, his his girlfriend. Um, mm -hmm. uh, God, now I'm drawing a blank on her name. She's one of the Daughters of the Dragon with Misty Knight. Um, mm -hmm. Colleen Wing. Uh, I was digging her in season one, but mostly because everything else in season one was so bad. And then in season two, they... Like, seriously take away everything that made her interesting. Like, she she was... Uh, this is not really spoilery, so don't get mad at me. She was being trained by the hand. She left the hand, moved to New York, started her own dojo, was, like, doing this community outreach stuff. It's, like, extremely interesting. And then season two starts, like, they, they turned her dojo into their apartment, and they're trying to do this whole, like domestic thing or whatever and i'm like this, this like you literally stripped the character of everything that made her interesting and turned her into a housewife not that there's anything wrong with being a housewife but she was a character with dreams and aspirations and now she makes dinner hmm. and, and it's so frustrating but it remedies that by the end of the season in a pretty compelling way uh, that kind of makes it all worth it. And the last five minutes of the last episode, I was legitimately excited for a season three. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's like the walking dead trick. Yeah. But like 
that show ran then after like season three is like, yeah, you're not really getting me anymore with this. Like this has been like, like oh, God, why am I still watching this? And at the end of the season, it was, it was like, holy shit. Like that's awesome. So yeah, now I kind of want to see Iron Fist season three. And I've been, you've been had. So there is one moment though, where, I was I'm actually I'm still kind of confused about how many people can have the iron fist because apparently it's like a transferable power that's what the whole season is about and and that that you know that up front so that's not a spoiler um so I was just like wait what like how many people can have this I thought somebody had to die for somebody else to become the iron fist it was just really confusing also, not necessarily integral to anything else that's going on in those Netflix shows at all. So, well, I don't know. Are you buying solo next week? Uh, for the podcast, yeah, I think we're going to give away digital copies. Oh, nice! So, very cool. And we're talking about doing some kind of like live trivia contest thing to give away like a legit physical copy of it. But I don't know that we have that many listeners. So. Yeah. Are you, were you guys talking about doing it in the Facebook group though? Uh, Still? Yeah. If we could figure it out. So oh, and we right. haven't even tried to figure it out. So I gotcha. Um, yeah, I think I'm gonna, uh, so Katie Ezra's school days are Tuesday and Thursday. So usually on Tuesdays, because and this is this joke is approved by my wife um, because she's basic. Uh, she, as soon as she drops the kid off, she goes to Target on Tuesdays, <laughs> and um, and so Target has the version I want um, because I I have stuck to my almost year long ban of Best Buy um, and will not go there. So no steel books for me, and I'm not paying more on the secondary market. So I'm get I get the book edition or like the the deluxe edition. At, target that has a book because yeah. the booklet's actually really good the, the last jedi booklet was incredible and has a lot of artwork in it uh, like conceptual or, or concept art um and jock who's an artist that i know that you've seen his prints and stuff that i love uh, so much he did a lot of the costume design for um the last jedi i don't know if you know that um and so there's a lot of that in the book so it worked out so solo it's going to have some art and stuff like that so i'm going to get that version on tuesday from mm-hmm. my basic white girl I'll probably go by the Steelbook edition. So, um, I don't know. I might do the Deadpool 2 thing and go by both versions and then give away just the the actual copy of it and keep the book. So, that's fair. That's nice of you. Yeah. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited to revisit it in all honesty. I've been thinking about it a lot lately. I, I still don't get the because I was listening to the Slash Filmcast and they were uh, bashing it and I don't get me wrong I don't think it's a great movie but I just don't see where you can get that passionately upset I I understand the people who are so passionate about their dislike of the prequels mm-hmm. but for Solo I don't get it at all i think it's a genuinely good movie and i think it's very entertaining which is not to say that that overrides flaws it has its flaws um 
the, I think the biggest one, the one that I've agreed with sort of unanimously across the board, which I don't think I had as like a, a problem when we saw it. I don't really have a problem with it now. It's just I get the criticism is the naming thing, how they, how he gets his name. Oh, it's That's, asinine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. And it's unnecessary. We never needed that. Um, and so besides it, I think everything else, like even some of the callback stuff, it's just it's a good movie. It's a, it's made to be a a thrilling caper movie in the star wars universe and i think it's very capery it's very fun um and it's doing exactly what it's setting out to do and it has just enough of the connective tissue stuff um to make it work and also seeing right now grand moff tarkin cgi on my screen is a little upsetting in the murder basement i think a ghost is coming to kill me yeah he's uh He's the worst part about that entire movie. But here's the thing. Without my glasses, because like right now I'm looking over my glasses, he looks terrible. I lift my glasses up, not quite as bad. <laughs> so it's like 3D glasses. It makes it kind of better in this case. But still not great. From a distance, he looks good. But the close-up stuff where he's arguing with the credit, that's what's happening right now. Very yeah. freaky. Very freaky. Not good. Um Peter Cushing's a guy I need to see more movies from. I have not seen that many Peter Cushing roles. Um, I mean, he's mo- most famously known for like the Hammer stuff, right? Yeah, I, what I'd like is to find one of those cheap like nineteen ninety nine, and you get you know seventy cheesy horror films like Hammer horror films from back in the day on DVD, like one of those kind of box sets. Yeah, and just watch a bun a bunch of them. I would love to do that. I don't. I don't need the Blu-ray. I think it would be kind of fun to have the kind of crappy looking, like old school stuff. I need to find a box set. That's what I need. <laughs> it's got to be one of those things you randomly come across, though. Like at like at Big Lots or Ollie's yeah. discount. That'd be awesome. That that's that would be perfect. A perfect way to get a bunch of uh, uh, you know twenty scary movies for ten ninety nine and. You know, maybe seven of them have Peter Cushing in them. That'd be great. If you if you do a quick search of horror movies on DVD, uh, which is what Amazon Prime automatically put when I put Hammer Horror, um, the first result is Mamma Mia Two. So here we go ah, again. <laughs> the Wilhelm scream. Ah! So uh, you need to know that my new favorite thing that your podcast does. Um, your, your other podcast does is you guys are singing every episode. Um, the last two episodes y'all have, have sang in some fashion, including you. And I think it should continue. Just wanted you to know vote of confidence here, sing more in your podcast, not in this one, but in that one, it would be just, just wonderful. Um, cause I accidentally, cause your 10 day early thing really threw me off on my listening schedule. Yeah. And so all of a sudden I was like, wait a minute, do I have one? And I went to go listen to the most recent one and realized, holy shit, I missed like a whole other episode. Um, but then, so I listened to him back to back. So to catch up and you sang in both, like the group kind of sang, <laughs> it was awesome. You guys should sing as a family more, get a school bus painted up, go traveling. Oh, we're terrible. <laughs> I know, but it's awesome. Cause you love each other. <laughs> oh man. Um, trying to think of what else i watched besides football did any of the people you wanted to win win football oh no the falcons lost thursday they played thursday night so that actually that's the way my weekend started they played thursday night and it was a late game so the game started at like 8 30 and 
was over right around midnight. They lost literally on the last play. And so I was so upset I didn't fall asleep until after 2 a.m. Ugh. Right. So you need to is, stop watching this for the betterment of your health. Exactly. But it, it, that's what Ryan said. Ryan was like, just don't watch them. He's like, what are you going to do when you watch them on Sunday? Generally on Sunday, they play at one o'clock, sometimes four. Like, here's the thing, man. If they lose the game at, when they play at one or four, I have several hours to go find something to take my mind off it. When they lose a game at midnight on a Thursday night, I have nothing to do, man. Like, I pick up something to read, and I lose track of what, I, what I'm even reading because I'm still so upset. I just start thinking about, like, they should have done this, and then they should have done that. And then I'm, like, four pages into something. I'm like, I don't even know what I'm reading. So, yeah. They, they only play two more late games the whole year. So, after that, that that's the only two games I have to worry about. Every other game, if they lose, I can go to the bookstore, spend $25, and be like, oh, fuck them. So, <laughs> I bought um, some comics. I made myself feel better. So, I don't know if you know, because um, I don't really know how much you pay attention to any of this stuff anymore, um, but all the film festivals are going on right now. Telluride in Toronto is happening. Venice Film Festival sort of all overlapping at the same time. Yeah, I, I see tweets every now and then from people i used to follow pretty passionately <laughs> and now i'm like i don't care gotcha yeah so I've, i have been obsessively uh watching the tweets and uh created like a list on letterboxd of like the 20 movies that i want to see the most based on having read all the coverage and so now i'm like obsessively going when can i watch them i've actually for the first time ever gone i love the netflix model because like one of the movies i most want to see is this movie called roma um and it's from um uh alfonso cuaron who yeah. did gravity gravity uh, um, and so, but this is like a return to more the Itumama Tambien time frame of his of his storytelling. It's very grounded, but everyone's calling it like his pure masterpiece. And so Netflix is going to put it in theaters and in home video again at home streaming on the same day. Which, like, honestly, a year ago, at some part, somewhere, there's a podcast or has to be where I screamed about this in some fashion. But now I'm like. I have a 120-inch screen. It's pitch black room. Nobody can bother me. I can watch it on the same day it comes out and not have to drive two hours to a theater to see it. Oh, my God, give me this now. So I think I've been converted by Netflix. I feel like a sellout. I feel like Green Day in American Idiot. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, I, love, I love American Idiot. That's a, Go listen to the most recent uh, X-Wing Files episode. Yeah, I thought that was going to turn into a bloodbath. <laughs> like, this podcast is over. Yeah, and I was uh, like, how do people feel this way? This was them figuring out that they actually had something to say, and they did it perfectly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I've been on board with that for a while. So, although I stopped watching movies because I binge-watched so much TV now. Um, which I, just, I should change, but I'm not. I just think they, they being Netflix, the only thing I don't like is that, like, the idea that they need to be the only entertainment. I don't care about that. I like the different viewpoints. Um, and I think that them 
the fact that they're sort of pushing for Roman to be in theaters as well this time around, that's the thing that alleviates my stress with them because I don't want them, their goal to be to destroy the theatrical experience. But if you're going to invest in these fine filmmakers and who are going to go off and with the freedom and make works of, you know, potentially from what everyone's saying, pure cinema, it should be seen in a cinema too. Um, I just want the, I want people to have the option and I get that I'm not going to live in Atlanta and I'm not going to live in Nashville. So at least I do have my version of that as someone who cares. Cause it, it's like, I'm, I feel like right now I'm podcasting in a small theater because of this movie playing in front of me. I'm in the pitch black. I have all the lights off. My screen on my computer is darkened. The only light is from the screen. And I feel like I'm, cheating the system by podcasting in a movie theater that's the feeling i get so you can create it at home this crap like is less than less than a grand less than a, a 65 inch television that's really nice right now like i could get the you could get the same setup as me and i don't feel like i'm in a theater so why not netflix why not yeah it's weird um from i understand the old school standpoint of like seeing it in a theater but here here's the the problem with that is old school theater viewing was a an event. So, you know, you had before digital, um, you had prints of movies and you, when prints were so expensive, they only made so many. So the movie would travel. That's how movies played. So that's how God would arrive. Right. Arrive. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like a concert. Right. And so it became something special that you didn't just go to the movies and a bunch of assholes ruin it for you because they had people there that, you know, cared about your experience. That is not the case at all anymore. And I, I understand that you, these people are only getting paid minimum wage. You cannot expect them to go in there and get into arguments with people because they carried their child into the theater. You know, I, I don't think I could do it at minimum wage. So, you know. Not unless we raise the national minimum wage, political, hashtag. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, it's so cheap to create a, that experience at your house. Then, yeah, like, and for the most part, movie theaters and the movie industry have done everything they can to put the theater going experience out of business because they don't support it. You know, Disney uh, opening weekend on one of those big Disney movies, a movie theater gets 35%. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. No, you're right. If it's even that much, you know, and then you can't refuse that because like, okay, well, we're just not going to show Star Wars because you're only giving us 25% of the profits. Well, then Disney's not going to let you show anything else. Yep. Nothing they own, which now includes Marvel movies, Star Wars films, and Fox. <laughs> so, and, act, and actual Disney movies. Right. So, you know, you can't say no to that because then you don't have any content. So they've gone out of their way, much like the... The uh, uh, music industry has gone out of its way to basically shoot itself in the foot. And I don't feel bad for them at all. I feel bad for people that, you know, like us, that love the theater. Yeah. But 
fuck it. I can drive 45 minutes to your house and watch something in a theater. And nobody's going to bother me. <laughs> we should do that more, by the way. We should. Absolutely. So... Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's bizarre, but that's one thing. I mean, like I'm I'm excited. So I was looking at the list of the movies that are that are here, um, and I was thinking, like, God, which which ones of these will I actually be able to see in Chattanooga? Right, that was my big question. Like in a theater in Chattanooga, um, and and here's what I came up with. Um, this is the list of twenty, and here are the movies I'll be able to see in the, in the theater for sure. Like right now, that I know I'll be able to see, uh, Suspiria. I know I'll be able to see, um, A Star Is Born. I'll be able to see, um, and uh, The Favorite. I think I'll be able to see because his that that director's movies has come here the last few times. Widows and First Man. So what's that? Widows five movies? is the uh, uh, Steve McQueen. Yeah. 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 Um, that's what it is, and it looks amazing, and I hear it's fantastic. Um, I hear it's his most commercial film to date, and that he doesn't torture you for two hours, um, but it's like he turned all of that power into entertainment. How great does that sound? Yeah, I, I really like that dude. Yeah, so. but it's like five movies out of twenty that I know I'll be able to see in my town. We have five theaters. One, two, three, four, five, six theaters in town, and I and I I know I'll be able to see five of these movies on my list of twenty um, in theaters, and it's not tiny movies. These aren't like the like it's a couple of these include like the Palm Door from Cannes, the Roma, which is you know everyone's flipping out over. I don't think it'll come here. I think it'll play in art house theaters in Knoxville, and Nashville, and Atlanta. Um, and and the rest of it, I think and the old man and the gun I could see here, but I, who knows if that's going to come here or not? It has to make money elsewhere to come here. And and it's like it's <clears> digital; <throat> it should cost you nothing to play it here for for a week. Yeah. Just play it, and they won't well, do it. And I'm I'm not knocking the movie, but starting this Thursday, they're going to be showing Smokey and the Bandit for a week. It's like that's how easy it is to do. Yes, I mean the man died. A few days ago, and we're like, "Yo, oh, we got all the screening set up." These, these movie, and, and that's respect. Smoking the Bandit was actually a, a big movie in my childhood. I don't think we've ever talked about it. I love that movie as a kid. And, and <laughs> you heard me admit to like, oh wait, maybe I haven't seen Smokey and the Bandit. Yeah, that cracked me up. Um, but it's like you can just throw that crap together. I didn't even know there was a good digital print of Smokey and the Bandit, and uh, and there probably isn't. It's probably going to be kind of crummy. And you can't put together these movies that were made digitally. Are you kidding me? Well, I, I give think, it to me for a week. Yeah, and I think that falls on the the distribution, not the not necessarily the theater chain. I I, I agree with you to a point, but I feel like the theaters could demand what they get. Like yeah. if they cared about the audience experience, they would say, "Let's diversify <clears throat> our content more, and see if that works more." And and they say it doesn't work because they're not pushing for it. So on the off chance they put some rando thing out there and it doesn't work, that's the rule now. And there isn't a rule because no one's curating our multiplexes. Yeah, it, it's no so one on any level. You're right, and it's so weird. Like the 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 things that you can like show to disprove that. Um, like specific, like just going from a standpoint of like, uh, what? Well, movies with predominantly uh black and African American cast or just casts that aren't mostly white don't really do that well. 
Except Black Panther made more money than Avengers Infinity War. <laughs> and it's I the mean, second highest selling Blu-ray of the year behind Star Wars. So I I don't you know, like like well well that's the exception that proves the rule, but it happens everywhere. Like the whole diversity in comics thing, where they were kind of branching out with different uh, you know, genders, races, uh Sexual orientation. Yeah. Yeah. Taking over these uh, major uh, characters, you know, like, oh, this is the new Hulk. He's Asian. Um, Stuff like that. And people wigging out about it. And, you know, oh, that's why comic sales are down. Well, I mean, comic sales might be down because it costs five fucking dollars to buy an issue of a comic. Nobody can buy 12 comics a week. I mean, I can, but I don't have a wife and kids. And so, you probably shouldn't. <laughs> right. Like, I mean, it's ridiculous. But what I would point to is like uh, Lynn Wine uh, helped relaunch the X-Men God knows how many years ago with an entirely new team made up of a racially diverse cast from different countries. And the book skyrocketed to the point that it was the number one selling comic for 30 damn years. Or if one number one, it was in the top five. I mean, Claremont and Byrne had a 20 plus year run on that book. Mm-hmm. And it was always in the top with the, the Teen Titans, which also featured a racially diverse cast with different backgrounds. So... Don't tell me that shit doesn't work. You know, you got to make it accessible to people. That's the problem. Something I truly experienced was a person who does not like the argument for diversity in comics, but is thrilled because they are Asian American that there was an Asian Hulk. How ironic is that? (laughs) That's pretty ironic. (laughs) So, like, that to me, that's the American condition these days. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. it's beyond frustrating, um, and comic book people don't make it any better. Geeks ruin, or nerds ruin everything. It's to to everything. me, <laughs> it defeats the purpose of loving things to hate in their honor, and so so I think we should all stop doing that. Um, and, I, and I completely agree, except for hating the New Orleans Saints. I think everyone should do that. <laughs> I don't care about football anymore, so I have no thoughts on this. Um, even them, the greatest rival of all time. Um, Hardly. <laughs> what? Hardly. I would. Alabama Auburn's probably a lot bigger. <laughs> I, I meant specific to the Falcons. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So. Um. But yeah, I don't know, man. I just. Anyway, I, I'm excited. I, I watch constantly to see every week what comes out on VOD that I can rent at home that I could never have seen locally. And it makes me sad when I see things like there's a movie called Support the Girls that everyone was talking about in the early half of the year festival circuit that went straight to iTunes and Amazon VOD. And it's like it's a primarily female cast. It's got a... Um, uh, a lead in it. Who's the lead in this movie? I can't remember now. All of a sudden, um, let's see. The lead is why is Letterbox running slow? This makes for bad podcasting. Um, 
the lead is Regina Hall, and so it's got an African American female lead, and it's got fantastic reviews, and it is just sort of, you know, squeaked in there onto VOD. But it's like that's the new norm for these movies that are worthwhile. The movies that 15 years ago I would have been taking road trips to Atlanta to watch triple and double features of. Shoot, not even that long ago, four years ago, and now they come straight to VOD. So, so you defeat. It used to be such a great feeling to like take the effort to go see a film, and now it's like there's doesn't even matter. It's bizarre. Yeah, it really is. I, I mean, I agree with you. Um, I hate that I don't go to the theater more. And then when I go to the theater, I'm like, well, this is why I don't go to the theater more. So, I mean, the the best theater experience I've had in the longest time is uh, seeing 2001. And that's because we were the only people there. Except for the guy in front of us. Which, but, was so- which made it really worth it. So, see, see, there, there, there are th- weird things that happen happen in the theater that add character to the experience versus adding assholes to the experience and that was definitely a character moment yeah so well, anyway oh i did watch something else what did you watch i watched the first two episodes of season two of atypical which oh. is a show everybody should be watching it's on netflix you can stream the entire thing so someone else i know just posted about how much they love that show it is <laughs> It's kind of bizarre how much I connect to this character who is, um, and I'm not slamming autistic people, but he's very much autistic. And, but like the, the things that he does and all of the quirks and the things that drive him nuts, I'm like, I connect with this dude so much. Um, <laughs> uh, I got. I mean, I've never seen it, but I need to. I know your endorsement usually means enough for me to check out a few episodes, and I. And I it has Michael it. Rappaport in it, and he is quite good. So. Uh, from the from the terrible beautiful girls. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Someone. So it's funny. I have, was listening to a podcast where there was a uh, a woman on the show. Oh no! Oh, it was Joanna Robinson. Um, she says that she has this brief moment where she's referring to movies that they loved when they were younger and she brings up beautiful girls and she like you can tell she's in a like immediately reacting such a strong positive way about how much she loves that film and then she it like it hits her and she's like but i should probably never revisit because i'm pretty sure it's extremely problematic (laughs) and i was like yes joanna yes it is And I don't disagree with you. I just, I think my nostalgic love for it, like, blinds me to all of that. And and that's fine. I just thought it was a really uh, funny moment based on the fact that we just talked about it. Yeah, I wish you had seen it when you were, like, right out of high school. Yeah, I mean, who knows what could have been. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Um so what's what's going on for you for the next week? What's up with you lately? Like what's in the plans? Uh, well, there's a con- a small one day convention in Cartersville, Georgia. I'm thinking about going to Saturday, but I guess it all depends on the weather because I'm going to go to that and then probably go into work. Um, but if the weather's bad, I'm going to stay here and then go into work. So because apparently there's a storm coming. There's a storm coming. Why are you going into work? 
Um, because there's a storm coming. Um, I work for a company <laughs> that is responsible for moving one thing or things from one place to another. So a giant storm hitting the coast uh, greatly affects not just our business, but uh, puts uh, the people that do that in uh, danger. So uh, to ensure that we are not uh, putting anyone in danger, uh, making sure that things uh, semi get to where they're supposed to go are either at at least get uh, somewhere <laughs> rather than on the coast or whatever. I'm being very vague. I work for a trucking I, company. I, I <laughs> so. put it, no, I put it together. You're going in because bad stuff's happening and make life easier if you helped out. Yeah. So they were looking for volunteers and, you know, when they're like, well, it's because the storm and we want to make sure blah, 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 blah. I'm like, well, now I feel kind of bad. So yeah, if you need me to work, I'll work. You know, and some so. some people would see that as making you a pushover, but I see it as truth that you're a good person. Yeah, maybe. Maybe both. <laughs> Probably more the pushover thing than the good person. Although I've been quite mean, but I I do get mean at work, mostly to just the one guy who's a dumbass and hopefully never listens to this. But. Uh, but yeah, I've been mean to him lately, but it's okay because he's leaving my group, so I don't have to deal with that anymore. Au revoir, asshole. So did I tell you about that? I stuck my foot in my mouth because there were three people that do my job. Mm -hmm. And then it became two people because uh, they had to move somebody to another group. And they were like, can, can you do it with just two people? I said, I could do it with just me. I don't need these other people like messing shit up and me having to fix it all the time. And so that was in front of like one of the higher up people. Oh. Yeah. He was like, can you, you really think you can do that? I was like, yeah, except for the days where I can't be here. Like when I have doctor's appointments or treatment or whatever. Yeah, I can absolutely do it. And then the edict came down Friday. Like, okay, well, Logan said he could do it by himself. So, Let's see if he can do it by himself. Oh. So. But see, here's the thing. I absolutely can't do it by myself. <laughs> and I know I can. I'll be a little bit more stressed out than probably is truly good for me at work. But I am good. <laughs> I'm very, very good at my job. So. Hey, man, it's about time. I'm, I'm glad to hear it. Because honestly, now, I know you wouldn't say it unless it was true. Um, the job, and that's because my job changed. I'm currently doing the job I was doing a year and a half ago, mm -hmm. and I'm ready to like take a handful of pills and not wake up. Oh my god! So that's a little dramatic. That's not that bad, but I'm super stressed out. So you know, but whatever. It's only till Friday. Well, it's only till Monday. So. I'll be fine for a week. Yeah. But yeah, that's I'm probably going to spend money I don't really have in Cartersville. I don't know. I haven't decided. Like it's one of those little one day shows. I could go there and there would be like one dude selling comics and I'm like, Well, I wasted a forty five minute trip and ten dollars to get in the door to not do anything. Cause I don't know what the hell else is in Cartersville. 
The Carters. Ah, sure. I know some people from Columbus whose family lives in Cartersville. Hmm. And you know what their last names are? Carter. Yep. I th- I'm, I'm actually pretty sure that the town is named after their family. Oh, well. You just know important people, don't you? I lived at their house for free. I was basically you. <laughs> I mean, that's great. I don't know. It's true. So I looked up your Zavi coin collector's advent calendar thing. Yeah. Do you remember that you talked about that on the X-Wing Files? And, man, that's a really stupid thing to want to get, but I really wanted to get it. It looks really nice, right? It does. It does. But I just wanted to say that because I was like, I feel really dumb for how much I want these, you know, metal discs. And it's not so expensive that you're like, no, that's stupid. I'm not going to pay that much money for that. And it's not cheap enough that you're like, that's so cheap. It's probably going to be like 10. Like, it's exactly the right price. It's like, it'll probably be worth it. But, God, man, I, I thought about it for a long time. And I was like, what, what the hell am I going to do with a coin advent calendar? I open them all up on the day I get the thing. Yep. <laughs> and then put them in storage like everything else. So, yeah. Oh, I also got a lightsaber this week. So I knew that, yeah. Well, technically it was last week, I guess. In the last seven days. I don't think I've I don't think I've gotten anything. I've been pretty good. I've got Ezra's bad Ezra's birthday is next week. So I've been sort of like focused on thinking about that and what to do there and um and the last time I went to Target with him, which is where I'll usually get some random piece of crap that I don't need, um, he acted like a butthead. I was very disappointed in him. And so we didn't get anything. Neither one of us got anything. <laughs> like, we're both getting punished because you're acting like a jerk. No, we have the whole rule of, like, if you flip out, you don't get anything. We just we put everything down and we walk out. And then we talk about it in the car and everything gets better. And it doesn't happen that often. And mostly because this works. But it results in, like, we just left the whole cart behind and said sorry to some un- unfortunate Target employee who has to put all of our crap back. And but as this long time as it wasn't I'm, something that was going to go bad, it's all right. Yeah, we don't do grocery shopping there, so it works out. It would be terrible if I put some like, ice cream at the bottom of the buggy <laughs> and just like left it in there didn't tell them. I don't know how many times I would go to Walmart when I worked at uh, the pizza delivery stuff. I would go to Walmart when I got off at like you know 1 a.m. And like the return carts would have like not ice cream and stuff, but like food from the – the freshly made stuff like chickens uh, are, are just stuff from the, the food aisle. Like, and you know, that stuff gets hamburger or yeah. And I'm just like, I should never buy anything that isn't full of preservatives at Walmart because it's going to be probably bad. So, it, you know, you're going to get Ebola or something. <sighs> yeah. I, I stopped grocery shopping at Walmart unless it's like, Chips and drinks and cookies and prepackaged junk. You mean cancer? So, yeah. Okay, just to be um, clear, cancer. Whatever, man. <laughs> hey, look, I've been on three walks this week, so that's good. That's good. I've lost a couple pounds. Yeah, good. Uh, Katie laughed at me. All that's going good. Yeah, Katie laughed to me because I bought over the last like month about a month ago I bought like three new pairs of pants and she's like you know like they were borderline pants now they're going to be baggy pants and you're going to have to like retire them immediately and I was like 
dang it, that's true. So there's $75 worth of pants. I'm going to have to donate to somebody because I'm not going to be able to fit them without looking like a hobo at work. I mean, I'm in front of people a lot at my work too. Like I stand in front of people and groups of people a lot. And so I can't look like a hobo. Yeah, I don't have that problem. Even when I know somebody's going to like be there or I'm going to have to go like around somebody important, I still just wear my jeans, my zip-up hoodie, and like a polo collared shirt or whatever, like a golf shirt or something. So it's like wearing a school uniform. I just dress the same. Like people know it's me. It's like that dude with the glasses wearing the zip-up hoodie. Yeah, that's Logan. Oh, man. Well, I think that I'm going to make a sign off so I can watch a movie before I go to bed. What are you going to watch? I think I'm going to watch the newer Xavier Dolan Dolan film, Xavier Dolan, um, which is on Netflix streaming. Um, and I believe it is called It's Only the End of the World. Let me look. I'll tell you. Because I got to know. Could it be? It's the end of the fucking world. No, I'm not. You should definitely watch that. That's a that's a TV show. Yeah, but you should still watch it. It's on my queue. Leave me alone. So, uh, before you, like one more thing, quickly. Um, did you know that they found a hole in the International Space Station? They cured it with duct tape. Yes. I Do didn't you know that. Know that they are now saying that the hole was possibly man-made. No, it was sabotage? Yes, it looks like it was drilled. So yeah, it's called It's the Only the End of the World. I'm sure that's how it felt on the space station. What the hell? Yeah. Are there Russians up there? Yes. Oh my god. You're kidding. Yep, nope, not kidding at all. Where did you read this? I was on uh, Last Week Tonight. Oh my god. You can look it up. Oh look yeah. It up. So, so uh, yeah. We might need that space force. I <laughs> am um, no, shut up, no, <laughs> no. Don't distract me with news and then try to slip in a new policy, Trump. <laughs> I Damn mean, it. I'm just saying, we gotta it's, solve those crimes in space, man. We need to make everyone watch Paddington too, so we're all nicer to each other. That would solve so much if we were just nicer. But Damn I it! Really want to be a space cop. <laughs> You quit eating chips. I mean, they're fat cops. It, I'm weightless in outer space, man. <laughs> so, you know, we all run the same. Not at all. Because <laughs> you can only just... Somebody has to push me towards the, the perp. So, yeah, Space Force. Bring it back around to the episode oh that's frightening was that really our first episode yep space force what a load of horseshit our country is right now uh, that so much has happened that that feels like five months ago it feels like a year ago to five years ago that would have been a decade ago so much has happened i'm exhausted we're sorry marie we're sorry I know you have your own stuff going on over there, and that sucks too, but we're sorry. <laughs> For real, though, you, sh you should watch Last Week Tonight. I think it would make I you I watched feel... it a lot, but he makes me so upset with his truth. So this, this past week's episode was about um, 
disenfranchisement, uh, disenfranchised voters uh, coming out of prison and how it, in some states it's extremely difficult, no matter the nature of your crime, to get your voting rights back. And it, like he mm-hmm. goes pretty in depth on it and turns it around to like, uh, so basically what I'm saying is uh, these people come out, they get real jobs, they pay taxes, and they are, they are walking, talking versions of taxation without representation. And I don't know if you guys know this, but you literally started a fucking war about it. <laughs> Let me ask you this, Logan. Was that the punchline of the whole bit? Of the of his bit? Yes. No, no, it went on for like okay. a few minutes it, after that. Because for a moment it sounded like you just ruined it like the BoJack episode. I mean, were you going to watch it? I watch it. I just uh, haven't okay. watched it in a while because, again, it gets in my head and I have so much of that shit in my head that it's not healthy for me sometimes. No, I don't think that was the, the punchline. So I was just like, holy shit, that's hysterical. <laughs> He's a very funny man, and he's very uh, smart. Yes, I love that guy. Anyway, go watch your uh, weird foreign film or whatever yeah. it is. Marie likes him, and so we we're both fan. Well, fan. She's a fan girl. I'm a fan boy. We're fan people of Xavier. Do we say Xavier if he's French Canadian or Xavier? Uh, you're asking the wrong guy because I would look at it and go, "Oh, Xavier," like in the comics. <laughs> Xavier Dolan, D-O-L-A-N, Dolan, Dolan, I think. Anyway, he's great. He's made many, many good movies that I love, and they're very emotional. Here's a new one. It's on Netflix. I didn't know it was on Netflix because nobody told me. And also, I'm a parent and punch drunk half the time because I'm tired. But I'm going to watch it, and then probably Twin Peaks. And then to come down from all of that craziness and intensity, I'll watch Last Week Tonight. Or I'll just fall asleep during the movie. We'll see. Everybody, have a better tomorrow. Bye.